Hey there, Clitorati. It's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really want to take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. Foria Wellness Awaken CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk and they were an overwhelming yes. So now you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there. And if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code clittalk10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough. So do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today, yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. What up, clitorati? We got some cocks in the house today. Woot woot. <laughs> All right. So, whoa, the modern world. Humans have developed so many mind blowing inventions gasoline, plastic, sex toys, antidepressants, nail polish that stays on forever, and on and on. Unfortunately, those brilliant inventions have also created mind blowing problems for humanity. And we mean mind-blowing. Chemicals within these magnificent creations, like the phthalates and BPA in plastic, are called endocrine disruptors. Endocrine disruptors mimic estrogen in the bloodstream, which means, stay with us here, if you're a man with lots of these phthalates in your body that come from plastic, you'll produce less testosterone and fewer sperm. And if you're a mommy growing a baby boy, like Katie is right now, and there are lots of phthalates in the bloodstream, then the boy could turn out less male, meaning a smaller penis, smaller testicles, and less testosterone, hence less sperm. Wow, that sucks. A recent study was published showing that sperm counts in the United States and a number of other countries around have fallen by more than 50% over the past four decades. Oh my God, what the fuck? Are we actually headed towards a real-life version of The Handmaid's Tale? We've brought into the studio with some of us, our favorite men, to sort through the aforementioned spermageddon. So before we get started in this episode, I just want you guys to really have an idea of who is in the room right now. So I'm going to let the men, and I'm going to actually let Rachel introduce herself too. Everyone knows Sugar and I, who gives a fuck about us. But I'm going <laughs> to let you guys go around, and just so you guys know who's in this room, <clears throat> about to have this salacious conversation. Let's start with Malachi. All right. I'm Malachi. I'm 34. I'm from New York originally. I'm a music producer, and uh, I don't know, I just like having dope conversations. Hey, everybody. I'm Rachel, uh, originally from Minnesota, but I've been living in Southern California for nearly 20 years. I'm 50, uh, mother of two young kids, and professional singer, and I have a music school. Hi, uh, I'm Pierre Bouvier. Uh, I'm 29, and um, we are influencers with Nicholas, and uh, I can't wait really to talk about sperm with you guys right now <laughs> and, <laughs> and i'm from france paris so sperm is something uh, very um 
usual in France. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, yes, I'm Nick. Um, I'm Pierre's boyfriend. I'm 23. And uh, yeah, I'm from New York. We live in L.A. And we're both very queer. <laughs> <laughs> and very hot. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm David. I am uh, Lindsay's dad. I am uh, 72 years old. And uh, I uh, coach CEOs on how to be better human beings. And I think the sperm is an important element of their being a better human being. <laughs> I've never shared that with them, but I probably should. <laughs> Maybe you should. I might now. <laughs> just, just send them the link to the episode. <laughs> uh, I'm Andrew, 33, originally from the East Coast, but kind of grew up all over the world and been in L.A. for like 15 years. I work in technology. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, let's get the show on the road. All right, so not only do sperm have it tough when it comes to the massive overall decline, but even when it comes to the modern-day male fantasy, sperm are forced to compete. According to Christopher Ryan in Sex at Dawn, two incredibly popular genres of pornography watched by men are gangbangs and cuckolding. Yep. Cook. No, not cock holding. Oh, cook holding. Oh, that one, I think I'm sure you know all out. about yeah. cock holding. Okay, okay. So, so, so both of these. So both of these. Oh my god. <laughs> what exactly is this cock holding porn? No, cock holding. No. So both of these. So both of these involve one man's sperm competing with another's. In fact, biologically, these little swimmers will attack one another and attempt to be the ones to fertilize their target female. So why is multiple men on one female so hot to guys? Well, what, we what do you guys explain think? what cuckolding yeah, is? Yeah, so first, first let's let Sugar explain what cuckolding is. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had this happen to me, though, disclaimer. <laughs> Yet. I swear, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yet. It depends. Yet. It depends on who it is and all that good stuff. Uh, so it's when uh, uh, there's a woman and a man ejaculates in her, and then the next guy eagerly goes to do the same exact thing in the same spot, and they're like, then it's like salad dressing oh, wow. yeah i thought i thought cuckolding was one man likes to watch his wife have sex with another man you're thinking that's of bukkakied <laughs> that's, that's a whole different deal hun. Well, it you, seems way more relevant to be that for that to be in this question no, you, what you described was turtle racist it's a different it's a different Dad for the win. Think about I've it. never heard of that. Think about it. No, I don't. You have to explain this, Dad. <laughs> oh no, you, you, we'll stay with your subject. You're doing great. <laughs> hey, Rachel, you explain it. What is what is turtling? Well, I'm mean? thinking that some people call it the turtle head, right? So if we're talking about a turtle race, it's like which one gets there first, oh. right? Well, yes. So in this conversation, so in yeah. in this, what we're basically talking about is like, why do you guys think that? So many men, is there some biological reason why men are turned on by the two most popular porn are gang bang and cuckolding? You guys know what gang bang is, right? Yeah. It's like a woman is yeah. 
fucked by multiple guys. So there's a sperm competition in within both of these types of porn. And we're just wondering, do you think there's like some sort of biological connection? Because throughout history, sperm competition, especially within tribal living, was a real thing. And women would have sex with multiple men and whatever the strongest sperm is would kind of went out and that would be the sperm that would impregnate women. I thought the whole thing with like the, the I think you're referencing sex at dawn, right? Mm-hmm. I thought the whole thing with the the tribal sort of mating setup was because I mean, if a woman has sex with multiple men, there's always going to be some level of competition. Like mm-hmm. that's just there's just is. Yeah. <clears throat> but I thought the whole uh, the thing that from the book was that he was saying that uh, in the in those cultures that women would have sex with multiple men, and then all of those people would sort of share responsibility and like fatherhood for the child. Even though, because they couldn't actually determine who was the biological father, so Mm -hmm. it was like a communal, like a communal group fatherhood kind of thing. There was that, but there's also a part in the book where they literally talk about the head of the penis acts as a plunger to plunge out other man's sperm. So that's kind of more the conversation we're having for the book right now. So yeah, in the book they talk about how the head of the penis is actually more of like a plunger to plunge out other man's sperm. And what I kind of got from that is like, well, then the strongest sperm is going to win. Do you think also, I mean, this might be a bit of a stretch, but maybe the decrease in fertility is because weaker sperm has been reproducing in population because now we're monogamous. Exactly. That's exactly what that argument is. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That could have something to do with it too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and just so we're all like, flat on what cuckolding is. <laughs> you were so clear. Yeah. You've been in that dictionary for the last 20 minutes here. Go ahead. Yeah. Exactly what, what she said. What does Urban Dictionary have to say, Sugar? Exactly what Lindsay pointed out. I video. Oh, okay. Yes. I've actually been finding a, a video of, uh, of you and your, your uh, significant other um, on the internet right now. Dad. Uh, no, but... but uh, no, Leave that out of the show notes? <laughs> But Lindsay's absolutely right, right? So a man that gets off on watching another man be with his wife. And I personally don't quite have this experience yet in my relationship, although it's uh, it's a goal. Um, <laughs> Dad's face! I can't, I can't. It's important to have goals, sugar. I'm just like not... Good goal setting. Hey, gotta have goals, right? not making eye contact with Dad in any way. Like. No, I like, I like goal setting, so I'm very, very, very happy for you, sugar. Boom, yeah. But <laughs> Tony I, Robbins I says you gotta have goals. What he tells me. Exactly. I'm just being, you know, uh, doing what my elders have told me to do, really. Um, dream big, <laughs> make games, go after them. But ultimately... <laughs> I think that it's so interesting what you bring up because we do not operate the same way that we did as tribal beings. And we have uh, whatever biological changes our bodies have made over time with evolution uh, have been, I think, due to a lot of the social changes, right? And the things that change our perceptions as human beings and have us care about certain things socially and actually become more of these social beings, Um, And I think that we are now in a digital age and we totally are social beings. And in that, monogamy is pretty much the the norm, right? And and so with with any sort um, of—unless we make some changes, I would say, now in our mindset socially as non-monogamous beings or monogamous beings, then sperm count's going to be wherever it's been until— we see changes in our social perceptions, if that makes sense. So, like, my husband's ability to, like, perform or want to perform in front of, like, a group of guys is going to be based on, like, however his 
I guess, social programming is right now based on how he feels about his monogamous or his within his relationship. So I don't know. I just want to bring out a conversation about how like our own perceptions in this social age about monogamy and how that's affecting our sperm count aside from these phthalates and folates and whatever the hell we call that word earlier like these environmental impacts like how about our thoughts because you know so that's just as a quick the, that, that sounds fascinating we should totally go there but back to your original question yeah. really quickly Lindsay. Like sugar what, likes to take it what, somewhere where, you know what would we do to fix it yeah I what mean, would you do to so fix it so it's been whatever 50 years this has been this 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 problem has shown up in the last 40 50 years it's mm-hmm. you know, way way too fast for anything evolution to be at play here like that's it's clearly not an evolution thing so it's something else that's environmental or behavioral so i think it's I mean, you got to go back to the basics of health, right? Like, you got to start with sleep, diet, exercise, right? Like, most people, most people today, at least, I'm speaking to like men in America. Um, They're all over the world. Yeah, I mean, it maybe I, I don't know the numbers, but I'm just going to speak to what I know, which is, you know, what what guys in uh, modern America are doing. Most mm-hmm. of them, actually, I can't say. Actually, no, it is most. I think it's like only 10% of Americans work out weekly. Really? Like that's. Ridiculous. Nick and Pierre definitely yeah. work out weekly. They're, they're the outliers that make the rest of us yeah. like feel okay in the stats, but we still all look like shit. Statistically. Yeah. Yeah. Statistically just we all just look so like everyone shit. has a picture, they basically look like the guys from the movie 300. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that scene in Zoolander where they're like really, really ridiculously oh, good looking? It's them. Yeah. That's them. They're here <laughs> in real that. life. They're here. Um, but anyways, my point is if you really want to solve this problem, I think you actually have to go on a per person level, like down to the straight up, like what does your lifestyle factors look like? Are you, what's your sleep? What's your diet? What's your exercise? Start there. Do you think a lot of it has to do with chemicals though too? I think that's a factor. I don't think it's the top factor. Mm. I would start with the fundamentals. Like if your sleep, if your sleep, diet and exercise are out, you're fucked no matter what you do. So you think the solution is that? I think, I think that's step one. Yeah. What about you guys? So, um... Like, for me, like, I deal with stress and anxiety. Like, that's something I've always dealt with. But, like, with stress, I feel it in certain ways. Not necessarily. I don't understand. Like, I don't notice it in my sperm count necessarily. But I do notice it in certain aspects of my body. But I feel like in today's, like, political climate and, you know, the social climate. I mean, couldn't that have a huge play in it? The stress and anxiety we all feel. Yeah, they also say, like, having too tight underwear. Like, having your balls too tight. Compact oh, is not okay. good. Okay, that's another thing. So you think you think <laughs> commando's the solution? It. I always am commando. I'm commando right now. <laughs> <laughs> commando Thanks is the solution. <laughs> Let's be naked. Amazing. Yeah, I agreed. Okay, cool. What about what about you, Malachi? Um, so there are so many factors. You know, you guys have touched on so many, but like even like eating soy. <laughs> Like, we've been having so much soy in our diet, mm-hmm. and they found out, wow, that's bringing down men- men's testosterone. So I think there's no one solution. We're going to have to, like, really across the board. But I do think that's probably how the human race is going to die out. You know, I, sorry to be, like, <laughs> you know, doomsday with it. but uh, Spermageddon. <laughs> yeah, you said, uh, what, was the, what was the show? Uh, Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. That's, that's not even the first one. The first one was Children of Men. And that was the, pretty much the concept that we all went infertile. And I think that's probably what's going to happen over time. So we've got to do something now to start to maybe, fix it. Maybe we should start freezing a shit ton of sperm now or something. What up, Clitorati? Now, I don't know about you, but I do not have time to just sit around and read a book. That's why I freaking love audiobooks from Audible. We are super excited to have partnered with Audible to create a very special offer just for you. 
Audible is offering a free download and 30-day free trial to give you an opportunity to check out their service. Now, we personally recommend Chris Ryan's Sex at Dawn, and you can download your free copy simply by going to audibletrial.com backslash clit talk. Clit talk is now on Patreon. If you're a fan of our show and get value out of our podcast, please consider becoming a patron. There are so many ways we would love to expand the Clit Talk Vampire, like hosting community events, creating inspirational videos, and who knows, maybe even someday go on tour. Patreon is a monthly subscription-based crowdfunding platform. In exchange for your support, we're going to offer you some super sexy VIP experiences. Like, we promise you'll have an orgasm every day for the rest of your life. Um, no, sugar, we can't promise them that. But we can promise exclusive behind-the-scenes content, private Patreon-only discussion groups, live monthly calls with our cast, and then some. Go to our website, clittalkshow.com, for more information. Do you think it's necessarily a bad thing, like, with the overpopulation? humanity to die out? I agree. Not to die <laughs> out. No, I'm with him. Not to die out, but yeah. the fact that we are overpopulated, that we're mm. fucking destroying our planet. Like, do you think it could be that? Like, that... No, as but we- I think with technology, do you even need... To like, you know, you can just make babies like to just uh, wash your sperm. They make it perfect, you know. And <clears throat> yeah, but well, at like, a rate of fifty so percent drop in four generations, mm-hmm. that's actually like an alarming <clears throat> rate. So at some point, it'll be too dramatic of a drop so that you won't for, be able to even get viable sperm to be able to generate mm-hmm, it in mm-hmm. the technology that currently exists. Okay, oh, uh, I didn't know that. Can you guys you imagine know, the day where you could get like pregnant from like phone sex? <laughs> phone sex? Like you need yeah. like some oh, yeah. serious like protection, like not even coverage. They're like, we wow. have you, like we got you protected. You know that that's that's that was a bullshit joke. I'm sorry. But but it's it's kind of crazy because um you're, you're talking about science and what they can do. Yes. It's crazy. They have. I mean, obviously they've been doing cloning, but they're also mm-hmm. there. Have you guys ever heard of chimeras? So. <laughs> This is crazy. And they're working to actually change laws now. So it's half animal, half human organisms. And the intention behind it is to like harvest tissue. Mm -hmm. But there's obviously huge debates about it. You know, what happens if they have human consciousness? Like what happens? Like right now it's just at a cellular level. But that scares the shit out of me that (laughs) we're actually fucking with that. Like, that chimeras actually exist, even if it is at a cellular level. I mean, that's what they're telling us right now. Who knows what really exists? There could be some fucking— Yeah, Lindsay, <laughs> at, at a much more basic level, um, if, if a society does not have 2.1 percentage growth, in other words, if, if, if two people don't produce at least 2.1 children, that particular society is going to die out in 30 years. And we Whoa. see that happening right now. You'll see that in Europe. People in Europe would would rather sit on the front porch and, and drink lattes than have a family. And as a result of that, you end up – and this has nothing to do with, with, with any of these things. This is just human nature. It, 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 we will die out by our behavior. Well, specifically, I think it's a really big problem in Italy, right? Like, no one's having kids. Uh, the other one is Japan. Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the government has a national program for this. This kind of goes to your point, Sugar, about, like, the social side of this and the cultural factors at play. Like, it's a, I'm sure it is a very, very complicated problem, and I can't even claim to know the first thing about it. I just know that it is a problem. It's huge in Japan. Mm. And I think one of the big things there is, like, they're just observing that I think it's particularly with young women that they're just like asexual. They're just not interested. And I don't here, know how that happens. And but. here in the United States, if we did not have immigration, we'd die out. 
Because mm. we're we do we're not at a point where we're, we we would survive. We'd be below that two point one percent. Oh wow! Just like to be a cynical clit over here. I feel like there's it's more for it's more of like a problem for uh, government and those of us that are comfortable inside of the structures that the government allows for us to, you know, be held inside of. But I mean, us dying out really is, what is it an issue for? It's just the systems in place breaking ultimately. So, I mean, I mean, that's like, who wants to get all like, I want to go back to the cuckolding conversation. Uh, I was going to say, it would be a win for the earth. That, that would be a win for Wait, the earth. I, I want Because nobody answered my question about the, the porn. Why do you think that type of, why do you guys think that that porn is the top two types of porn that men like to watch online? And I'd specific, I mean, I don't know if it's big in the gay community. Porn, <laughs> I doubt that's a big one. I think the dirtiest the girl can be, the more exciting it is. Oh. You know, it's just like how much of a hoe you can be. <laughs> a hoe in the good sense. We love hoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. We're, we're not slut shaming. In a good sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, I don't think and we love sluts. I don't think any man's watching porn thinking about sperm and pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't pregnant. think there's a whole lot of biology going on here yeah. other than just like raw sex drive. Yeah, yeah. Very. Yeah, but 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 what is it about the male psyche oh, yeah, that so finds okay. that sexually arousing? Well, so not I, every I was, guy either. For sure right? not every guy. I, honestly, I'm just going to like tell on myself. I, it was always my dirty secret that I love gangbang porn. You know, that like right from, the, from the moment that I discovered wow. it, it was like, holy shit, that was the one fantasy that could just get me there in like 20 seconds flat. Ooh. And I thought, I assumed that porn was made for women. And I was shocked when I heard, <laughs> I swear to God, because like to be like sexually, you know, adored, I'm going to call it adored. Of course, I know it's way more based than that. But by a group of men, like that for me as a woman is like sets off all of my neurons. And I don't, and I honestly was shocked that that it, so popular for men. It doesn't make sense. I'm just going to say, because my dad's in the room, I'll keep this brief, like, hashtag same. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll say this. There is some porn that I watch that really gets me off that I would literally never do in person. It's just the fantasy of it. Yes, absolutely. 100%. So, when I was in college, this horrible way to start the story off. I saw, I don't want to say gangbangs, but we we call it running a train. It's where guys take turns. And, like, yeah, so like you know, especially like the football team and stuff, they would just be in their dorm room and there would be a girl in the back and they'd just be taking turns. And was the girl was it consensual? Yeah. Oh. She she loved it. She'd okay. come back every week. You know? Wow. Wow. But All right. I think for men it's like you don't have to take them on dates. You know, it's like it's just you just get to do the one thing. It's like porn, but for real. So why not, you know? Well, those are some solid arguments for no biology. <laughs> Yeah. No, but and, yeah. and you don't have to dress your best for a, for a, you know any kind of pornography either. No, but I <laughs> I totally right. can see how like that instinct that we have inside, like why why do we want to see a woman be like totally giving herself out? What does it trigger in our subconscious, uh, in our like mind, human mind that is related to biology? Because everything is related to bio- biology in humans. So I totally understand your questions about that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's- totally. Right. So as it, as it turns out, like our bias towards monogamy is not working for us when it comes to fertility either. Okay, so we kind of already talked about this, but 
I just wanted to put in the specific point, when multiple men ejaculate into one woman, there is a higher chance for pregnancy, actually. And if you had a if you had a female partner who you weren't able to get pregnant, would you be open to having another man have sex with her, with your partner, to ensure fertility? Or using sperm, because there's something about multiple sperm in there, it increases the chances of pregnancy for a woman. You know, I think, I think it, things have moved that direction. I mean, I think it's okay. Uh, I think the way, that we, the, way, the way that we used to deal with things in total monogamy— obviously has not proved to be particularly successful in a lot of ways. So I think being open to that can make a big difference. Wow. <clears throat> Way to go, Dad. <laughs> I mean, what's the other yes. option? Adopting? And then that's two right. people that aren't involved. So Right, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I think it's very important to do like easy to, make, to, make, to do what makes you happy yeah, like you, know, boat, you know I think <laughs> I think <laughs> like, the society I mean, of like <laughs> like the this stereotype of like <laughs> monogamy is like not something sacred that you should do you know yeah. it's like if it makes you happy do it yeah if it does not make you happy then you know challenge your sperm <laughs> sperm again, right? Challenge yeah. your sperm. That'd be a great sperm. t-shirt. I like that. <laughs> Challenge your sperm. Oh, we're making that t-shirt. It's gonna be on the Foot Talk website. And, you then, guys. and then and then hashtag gangbang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hash, hashtag cockholding. <laughs> um, okay, so I thought somebody was gonna make a Highlander joke, like there can only be one. <laughs> so I also want to know, so with the with the human population nearing 8 billion and so many animal species going extinct, do you think it's possible that all these challenges for sperm could be a good thing for the planet? I think so. (laughs) But like in a way where I feel like I'm a, I don't know what the term is, but I feel like I'm more of a, like a futurist person. Like I think more in that like way far out. And so I'm like, you know, these bodies, like how we do things, that's not how we're going to prevail. And to me, I just think even with our phones and like even our job, like what we do every day, like it revolves around that, you know? And so I'm like, it's all going to turn into that at some point. You know what I mean? We're all going to get to a point where it's like, we can't live forever. We can't have enough baby. Like we're going to have to figure out another way. You know what I mean? And like this thing, all of the phones that we have in our hands right now, is like, that step forward you know what i mean yeah. so like that to me is the future so yeah yeah what do you guys think i think your jaw lines are really <laughs> <laughs> just making them blush you know einstein said that a problem is never solved at the level, uh, you probably know it the right way, but the level of knowledge at which it was created. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to find in the future, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. All right, I was going to say, I believe that when we removed ourselves from the food chain, you know, survival of the fittest, that was the beginning of our end anyway, because that's what keeps species strong, is fighting. And uh, we've people now, you know, they get six, seven different heart implants because they're like 110 and they're trying to live even longer. Uh, and they're still able to reproduce, and that's kind of scary. Just mm. because, yeah, just... Yeah, but was it the beginning of the end or the beginning of the beginning? Well, I mean, I guess everything's the beginning of some beginning. Yeah. But, like, for any species to remove itself from it, it's kind of like having cancer in your body. It's just consuming and reproducing, consuming and reproducing. It's not serving the host anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not serving the planet. We're killing it. 
So I think this is, you know, the end. Like, that is good conversation, I think. Andrew, you look like you want to say something. (laughs) There's so many, I don't know, there's so many fascinating threads in here. I don't know even which one to pull on. (laughs) All right, there is a lot. Pull one of them. Uh, Like, to what you were just saying, um, yeah, it's interesting, right? Because humans are now the apex predator, right? We're the apex predator of life as we know it. And that was not always the case. And we only got there through social cooperation and technology. And it's not that we removed ourselves from the food chain. It's that we became more powerful than the systemic checks and balances that kept us in check. Right. Right. Like there used to be all sorts of forces like tigers and shit that would eat us. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, sandwich with tigers would come eat your ass. Like that sucked, but <clears throat> guess what? Kept it in check. Yeah. But that isn't the case anymore. And then, um, you know, so I think now really, you know, I think uh, a really interesting to throw a whole wrench in this conversation, a really interesting angle to look at this from is, is uh, there's a book by a guy named Yuval Noah Harari called Homo Deus, which is about the future of humanity with the power of gods. Like, what, who does humanity become now that we are very literally starting to have the power of gods, like the power to affect and create new biology, like you were talking about chimeras. Mm-hmm. And there's way crazier examples than that. So, I don't know. I think if you ask the question about, like, would the planet be better off without humanity? I think there's two answers to that question. The obvious answer is yes, because guess what? Nature don't care. Mother nature will go on. Life, mm-hmm. life, as, like, life as we know it might end, but the planet, life, it's very hard to kill all life. It's super hard. Uh, the other answer is that maybe, like, and this is the one that I'm holding out hope for, even though the odds aren't always so, uh, so shiny on it, uh, is that we get our shit together as a species and, uh, use our power for good for the planet, which is entirely possible from a technological point of view. We have all the technology we need to feed not only the 7.4 billion we have now, but the 9.1 that's projected to be in 2050 when it maxes out by the world, by the UN projections. Punchline is we could do it if we stop fucking it up. Mm. And I hope we do. You sound like wow. a Marvel character. That's oh. really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just love how we like went so apocalyptic with this episode. Like, it's yeah, about you, Lindsay went right to my hot button with that one. She's I like, I'm going to go right it. to some of the biggest issues that piss you off. So here, here we are. Why do, I, why do I think you asked? Why do you think I asked you to be on the episode? Um, well, this was amazing. Thank you guys. I I learned so much in this episode. I learned what cockholding is. I learned <laughs> I learned what cockholding is. Um, and I I kind of really love where we left this off. You know, who fucking knows. We all have our different hypotheses of why shit is happening the way that it's happening. But who really knows what the future holds and really to just hold space for a future that we believe in is kind of where we left the conversation off. So with that clitorati, we will, uh, we love you and we'll see you next Tuesday. (laughs) Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe. But only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if we're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships and world peace and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, It's very much appreciated and thank you.